Convenient, coordinated, high quality health care. That's our focus. Keeping you up to date and informed. It's SMG Radio, brought to you by Summit Medical Group. Here's Melanie Cole. Long-term contraception is a highly effective non-permanent method for preventing pregnancy. And unlike other methods that need to be thought about on a daily, weekly, or even monthly basis, long-term contraceptives are safe, reliable, and come in a variety of options. My guest today is Dr. Christine Masterson. She's director of the Women and Children's Service Line at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show, Dr. Masterson. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in in terms of long-term contraception today. Well, luckily, we have a lot of different options now in long-term contraception. Um, there are numerous different things that we can utilize. Some of them are things that are placed in the office, uh, but it really gives patients the freedom not to have to worry about taking a medication on a daily basis and really decreases their risk of forgetting. We've all heard so much about the birth control pill for the last 40 years, and that is that daily pill that most women don't like to take. So tell us about some of the options out there for long-term control that are a little bit different than the birth control pill. Sure. Uh, So there is um, a hormonal ring that can be inserted um, that can deliver the medication. Um, It gets left in place for several weeks, and then it gets removed. Um, There's also uh, intrauterine devices, what we call IUDs, and some of them contain hormones, and some other brands um, are hormone-free. So in the right patient who that needs to avoid hormones, there's an option to have contraception without any hormonal influence. Um, There's also uh, inserts that can be placed under the arm um, that can also deliver the medication in a similar manner. So what are these all called, and how do we speak to our doctors about using them? Sure. Uh, the ring is called NuvaRing. Um, the IUDs, um, one is called Mirena. That is the one that contains progesterone. There's also a smaller version of that called Skyla, also containing progesterone. And the Paragard is the hormone-free alternative, um, it is a copper form of an IUD and doesn't contain any medications at all. Uh, the insert that goes under the arm is called Nexplanon. Um, and all of these would require a conversation with a physician. They are prescription medications or devices that need to be um, discussed with, with the physician. Um, most of them are inserted in the office, um, although the NuvaRing is a medication you can insert at home on your own. And what are the side effects of these types of long-term contraception? They, there's actually a lot of, of benefits um, of taking the medications. The ones that contain hormones really can manipulate the menstrual cycle. So you can get relief of a lot of heavy or irregular bleeding often by using them. Sometimes the intrauterine devices that contain progesterone do have some spotting, especially the first few days of insert. Um, but overall, most people are very pleased um, with the cycle control that they attain. And often, you may not even get see a withdrawal cycle while taking, while using an IUD. Um, the copper IUD is a little bit different because it does not have any um, hormonal medication in it, and it's contained copper. Sometimes the bleeding can be a little bit heavier and the cramping can be a a little bit heavier, especially in the first several cycles. Um, Most people over time, however, the cycles do improve. 
Um, the implant in the arm, Nexplanon, is hormonal, so that too can help control the cycle, and often people will have no bleeding at all. Anytime we use hormones, there's a risk of headaches, weight changes, skin changes. Sometimes hormones can affect hair growth. Sometimes people see hair loss. Um, usually those are short-lived until the body adjusts to the use of the hormones. And these are removable, correct? If somebody changes their mind, do they affect your chances of getting pregnant later on? They are absolutely removable. Um, and the fertility rates go right back to normal once they are removed. Um, the ring can be removed at, in your own home by yourself. The IUDs do need to be removed in the office, um, as does the implant in the arm. And what are the percentages for not getting pregnant with these things? You know, we've heard that the pill is was 97, 98, you know, different percentages like that. What are the percentages on these ones you've been discussing? With these long-term options, it approaches 99%. Wow, that's amazing. So are women finding these to be a more suitable option because you just don't have to think about it? Or are these, can they move around once you've, once you've implanted them or the one that we do ourselves? Are these difficult to have in you? Most people are unaware once the devices are placed. Most people report that they can't feel anything and they feel just as they did before they were placed. Um, there is a chance that any foreign body could migrate or move its position when it's in the body. Um, one of the risks with the IUDs is there's a rare chance it could be expelled or perforate the, the uterus or puncture the uterus. Um, that is very rare. It's very rare that we see that at all happen. The ring, Nuva ring, um, is easily removed by the patient in, at, in their own home. Most people find they can't even feel it when it's in, um, so most people don't have any problems with that. And lastly, the implant in the arm Again, that too, because it is a foreign body that we're placing inside the body, there's a chance it could migrate, it could cause local skin changes or irritation, but most people don't find that. Most people find that they're very stable. Um, the, the effectiveness of the contraception is increased because it is something you don't have to remember every day, so you can't forget to take an IUD because it's, it's in, it's working 24-7. Something like the Nuva ring, does that interfere with sex at all? Most people don't feel it at all. Again, it is a, a ring that sits vaginally. Um, there is a chance that either partner could have some perception of it, but that's not my finding. In general, most people don't even know it's there. So you've mentioned these various forms of long-term contraception. How is a woman to decide which one is best for her? Well, the first thing is it's important to speak to your physician and see what which would work best for you in terms of your lifestyle, your medical history, what other medications you may or may not be taking, and determine which would be the right mode for, for you. Um, your physician in the office can help guide you to make the right choice. And do we worry about hormones, or sometimes they can be protective against endometrial-type cancer, you know, are those benefits going to be something that carry through to the long term, or do we receive those benefits just while we're using that? There are definite benefits to, to 
hormones in terms of uterine cancer and ovarian cancers, um, the hormones do offer a protective effect. It is it does go into the long term in terms of offering you protection. Um, when women use hormonal contraceptives, it does help decrease your risk of ovarian cancer in the long run. The questions about breast cancer, we don't know. Most people believe breast cancer is related to estrogen use, and most of these products do not contain estrogen. Um, the progesterone-only IUDs are a good choice for someone that is unable to take estrogen for various reasons. Sometimes people will have a history of a, breast, uh, a cancer that could be responding to hormones or blood clots, and you might not be a candidate for hormones at that time. That's the benefit of the other IUD, the non-hormonal copper IUD. And do any of these methods provide any protection at all against STIs? They don't. Uh, you still need to consider protecting yourself using barrier methods for STIs. The progesterone does cause a thicker cervical mucus, so there is some thought that that may offer some protection, but to be really safe, you do still need to use condoms. So if a woman comes in to discuss this with you, whether she's 18 or 28, what is your best advice that you give them on choosing? Because there are so many out there now. And then there's the short-term birth control. So how do you decide whether long-term is for you or short-term? And what is your best advice? Well, personally, I usually go through with a patient when she tells me she needs to consider contraception. I go through all the different options, including things like natural family planning, uh, where you're monitoring your menstrual cycle, barrier methods like condoms, uh, hormonal methods, um, and that can include even the long-acting methods as well. Um, and we try to make the best choice for her based on her lifestyle and her medical history to see what may work best for her. We also talk about her long-term goals and when she may be considering conceiving. Um, sometimes if she tells me she may want to consider in the next several months, then a long-term option isn't the best option for her. So we try to make a decision based on what her plans are. And Dr. Masterson, in just the last minute here, tell the listeners why they should come to the Women and Children's Service Line at Summit Medical Group for their care. Oh, sure. We really try to look at the patients and look at their whole health history and try to really treat them comprehensively. The benefit of coming to our women's care center here is that we are able to access your medical record, um, see what other providers are treating you with, um, and make sure that there's no interactions. Um, we really try to look at a whole woman's being and treat all aspects of women and, and the care that they may need. Thank you so much. You're listening to SMG Radio. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day.